Mainly because it's like they're going to get up for this game, like you said. I think Mark. I didn't say that. I, th- I said Marcus Howard goes for thirty. Well, no, but I'm, I'm actually saying, I yeah. joked that he goes for seventy, but he won't go for seventy. I think he's going to finish with thirty-two. In case it's going to wow. In case it's going to win seventy to sixty-four. Okay. Mark it down, and then when it doesn't happen, delete this and like all signs of his existence. Just don't listen to this podcast. Do I yet. make this the intro? Probably not. No, you don't want to put right on the intro. Ryan Black proclaims they're going to win by six. Hello and welcome to the 10th edition. Yes, that is 10-1-0 edition of the Walk at Pause podcast presented by the Manhattan Mercury. As always, I'm Ryan Black. I'm here with Sean Collins. Sean... Are you going to ask me how I'm doing? I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. Actually, I'm you were ask... about to, though. No. I was. Well, you didn't let me do a dramatic pause. I was going to say, Sean, what would you say is your favorite article of clothing? Favorite article? <sighs> I mean, I, th- I think that kind of depends for, like, what you're doing, right? Like, like somewhat, like, a, like, obviously, if I'm playing basketball, I want my shoes to be looking good. Like, that's, that's kind of the key there. But I've, I've always really liked socks and sweatshirts yeah see, I'm, those I mean, are my most creative items of clothing that i own probably are we going to count hats as articles of sure. clothing? I mean, because i love hats but i also love sweaters v-necks crew necks quarter zips half zips not a big fan of uh sweater vests it's not great that neither of us said pants huh well i mean maybe some people who are listening to this the all the single ladies of manhattan and the, oh, no. the greater tri-state area <laughs> no are thrilled to, to hear that okay but guess what shall we Jeez. usually we, hey hey we're usually supposed to talk about sports and that's what we're going to talk about specifically sports that we cover kansas state sports that we cover along with other beat people croquet well hey one day if you're still here at the mercury you might be covering the esports team when they go to new york or wherever they go for the national championships of college esports where, do you know where they go? I don't. I'm not. Have you followed it that closely? Uh, I mean, they usually change up locations. Okay, I just remember when, Philadelphia, uh, New York is an option. Usually, places in California too. I just remember a few years ago when it it, it, it there was a game that got really, really, really well received. Um, it was like the the two championship teams were both in the Pac-12. It was like I think Cal versus Arizona State, maybe. Is this like still esports? Is yeah, esports. Yeah, like, like no, I, both, I, I both don't the, know about both this. the quote unquote teams in the championship matchup were from the Pac-12. I just know that while I was there, KU was like starting up club stuff, and they okay. were thinking about scholarships. Did you try out? No. Would you have made the team? No. Really? Is that many better players than you? Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, just Ryan, on KU's Ryan, I want you. I want you to picture how often I'm working. When it comes to like writing, so like think about that. But like they're playing video games, like they're that is legitimately like their job is to be good at the game. So they spend eight to ten, sometimes twelve, sometimes fifteen hours a day perfecting their craft. And uh, if you don't have time to have that kind of consistency and have that mindset to know how to improve, or you know, be within those communities of people that can help you improve or or push you or have some sort of coaching, then it's going to be really tough. I think the game was League of Legends. Was the yeah, one oh playing. yeah, that's one of the biggest games in the world, especially I, uh, overseas. But yeah, in the United States as well. I could not tell you what it's about. Couldn't tell you a character name. You don't is need it, to. Is it like World of Warcraft? Is it very similar. 
uh it, it is kind of in its own gameplay but uh i think it would be way too difficult to do you explain. like to do you like to uh oh crap what is it called do you do the what's it called massive online player game is it mopg is it called massive online something it's a moba is that yeah what does that stand for i don't know i've never played league of legends i would be terrible at it I had a oh. buddy who played it all the time, though, in college. He was my roommate. Oh, okay. He, he, is, he is good, apparently. He tried out for the team? No. Okay. Well, oh, man. No. You've got, I mean, you've got to be super good. But it's a club, wait, so wait, so it's a club sports team that was then going yeah, but, to turn it into a scholarship sport, or they were two separate entities? Well, well it's, it is a club sports team, but that doesn't mean that anybody gets to play. Like, for example, like, if it's Overwatch, you're going to have six people that play at any given time together and then probably six subs so that's 12 people at a university of you know tens of thousands did you see that that ninja had a tweet that went viral for the wrong reason oh what did he do uh it was like it was last saturday or last it was just over like the thanksgiving kind of time was that he he had this tweet about like i can't believe any professional kickers ever miss kicks because like all they have to do is literally one job and it's just kick that's not great. Yeah, and then, of course, there was a reply that was very popular. I also see that Ninja complains about the refs a lot when watching football, so I kind of tossed that out the window. Oh, okay. Are you ready to face Ninja yet? Uh, it would be very cool. Uh, it, it would be very fun. Um, I think I might win, like, one time out of maybe, like, 25. Chances Greg Woods knows who Ninja is. He knows who Ninja is. Really? Yeah, 100%. Let's delete that part of the podcast, though. No, we're keeping it in. Oh, man. Well, speaking of Greg Woods, he's another person who's been on this podcast before. Forgot my name. He's never come back. We fired him. So <laughs> let's talk about K-State sports, though. So, Sean, K-State, the football team wrapped up its regular season. Saturday, they beat Iowa State 27-17 in god-awful conditions. Uh, you weren't there because you were here at the office. You were out of the conditions, though. A lot better than, Just think if we'd made you put out the paper outside. Caring about the physical paper. Yeah. So... I know maybe you didn't get to watch a lot of the game. But I would not have come. I would not be here if you guys were making me put out the paper outside. Outside, yeah, the winds were bad. Like your it's papers, just not feasible. The papers would have been flying everywhere. Yep. It just would have been. It would have been real tough. And then you just got me at a desk and a Mac and a bunch of wires plugged into extension cords, sitting out in the middle of the parking lot. Out in the parking lot. It would have been something. <laughs> banging, banging the desk because InDesign just crashed. It would have been something to see. I'm having to walk inside and then to the very but, back but to the, discuss photos. The problem is you would have been sick and probably could have sued us and we wouldn't have wanted that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have wanted you to get sick. So anyway, Sean, you know, eight and four, heck of a season for, for K-State. I'm way, 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 way beyond any preseason prognostications where they were picked ninth. I mean, they ended up in a four-way tie for third. I mean, really, the only loss you could say is a not a great loss at the time was West Virginia. But, hey, West Virginia ended up going on the road and keeping TCU out of a bowl. So I think if, if West Virginia had changed that Jarrett Diggy earlier in the season, maybe they would have been in a bowl game. Who knows? Sure, and you're absolutely right. And uh, another thing is, I mean, they're eight points away, four points in two specific games from being 10-2. and two. And I know that that's, like, super easy to say uh, with hindsight. But, I mean, this team was really close to, you know, not just being a really good team, but, like, being an elite team and, and having a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl. And, and I, don't oh, think, yeah. I don't think anybody thought that this team would have, you know, even, you know, a prayer in doing something like that. That's kind of what I talked about um, when I went on the radio yesterday. Oh. And, I mean... <laughs> I, I, they asked me, you know, what what made this team good? What were they good at? And they were 
I mean, at times they were just good at anything, really. Um, obviously, they had a couple games where they struggled in the secondary when they were missing some guys. But I mean, they played they played that pretty well against Iowa State. Um, Without both of their starting corners, exactly. AJ Parker which was and surprising. Neal. That's why I predicted them losing once uh, again. Uh, yeah, once again, I was wrong there. So, um, but in a game where Skyler Thompson only rushes the ball for what it was like 52, 57 mm-hmm. yards, it was it was it was in the fifties there and. This is a guy that we've come to expect to get anywhere from 80 to over 100 in, in a game. And uh, when he's not doing that, he is passing the ball well, and he's being backed up uh, by other running backs who are running the ball well. And when they weren't running the ball well, Skyler Thompson was uh, breaking his own passing yards record in consecutive games. They were just finding ways to win uh, for the most part this season. Yeah, and, and like you said, Sean, there's, I know we can always say, well, Okay, they were four points here, four points there from being ten and two, and I know that you can always do the opposite of saying, "Well, they were this many points away from being six and six or mm-hmm. five and seven, whatever." The, the fact of the matter is, there were really only two games this year, the two that they lost, that you could say, even if they played perfect or even a little bit better, they would still lost, and that's Oklahoma State and then Baylor here. They, oh yeah, now Baylor, Baylor gave them the whips. I don't think. I mean, even if K State had played well, I mean Baylor played great that day. And uh, the final score against Oklahoma State was like 26-13. You, yeah. you, you were at that game. It, so. it was a game that uh, was not nearly as close as that score indicated. No, and K-State had scored a touchdown at the very end of the game to make it yeah. closer anyways. And then Oklahoma State just marched down the field and scored another touchdown. So it kind of... Yeah, they eight, couldn't do anything with Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, that's right. 95 yards or something. Elite, what I believe. elite yeah. football name. No, no question. And so I'm just saying, Sean, you take those two games out, every other game... Um, you know, the Texas, the one you're referring to, Texas and West Virginia, those are the two games they lost to Texas on a lasting field goal. They lose to West Virginia after giving up a 50-yard pass play in the fourth quarter, which was the final touchdown of the game. So it was, uh, I mean, like I said, by just any measure, it was a an unbelievable season. And like I said, it could have been even better uh, if, if they'd been able to, because I guess the other thing we should mention about that Texas game, Sean, is not only did they end up losing on a lasting field goal, that was a game where they jumped out to a 14-0 lead. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I want to let you talk about um, bowl predictions. Yeah. I think that's something that people are probably interested in. I know you write, wrote uh, another article about it earlier this week. I used the information for that uh, when, when anything I was discussing it with other people just for a basis. I mean, it just lists off what some experts think. And, you know, a lot of it does come down to this weekend. Oh, uh, 100%, Sean, because basically what's going to happen is it – Okay, so the Big 12 championship game, you have Baylor and Oklahoma. Oklahoma stays that unbelievable comeback during the regular season to win the regular season matchup between these two teams. If Oklahoma wins and wins convincingly, I think they probably get in the playoff. They, they probably end up getting the number four seed. If they barely win and the night before Utah dominates Oregon, Utah's probably going to get the playoff. Then what happens is, because here's the thing, Sean, if Oklahoma wins and they get in the playoff, and I think as long as Baylor just does not get blown off the face of the earth, they get into a New Year's. Well, yeah, they're going to get in. The, well, I guess I, I'm sorry. I should I should rephrase that. If Oklahoma gets into the playoff, that means that a Big Twelve team will automatically also go to the Sugar because mm-hmm. they have to fill that spot. So it's it probably going to be Baylor. It will. Oh, it will be Baylor for sure. Yeah. Because they, even if they lose, they're still ten and two, and that's better than any other teams that finished in the four way tie for third could have done. Uh, but what I'm saying is, what will be interesting is if Oklahoma wins. And they, you know, that they get left out of the playoff, does the Big 12 still get two teams? I think as long as it's a competitive game. Probably. Probably. But yes, if Oklahoma still wins convincingly and for one reason or another that doesn't impress the committee enough to put them in the playoff, 
then it'll be tough. Maybe they'll say, no, Baylor doesn't deserve to be one of the at-large bids. You haven't discussed if Baylor blows out Oklahoma because they looked really convincing against the Sooners in the first half, and if they well, come out and just own up to business this time and they beat them bad, that is what I it? That is what I'm fascinated to see because it, it just does not seem like I've seen any talk whatsoever about, about Baylor, making, Baylor it. making it, even if they win. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess if... Obviously, if Oklahoma, they would have to beat them bad. Well, I think, obviously, if Utah loses, that changes everything. Then, basically, the Big Twelve Championship becomes a play-in game mm-hmm. for the playoff. But if Utah wins, that th- that's when the Big Twelve title game grows even murkier in terms of what happens with the winner or loser. But if we put that aside because we're wanting to focus specifically on K State, let's say okay, there ends up only being one team, and that's whoever Oklahoma or Baylor who makes it the Sugar. Well, then the loser of it will end up going to the Alamo. That will then knock everybody else down at least one peg. Uh, and what I believe will happen then is that Texas will get the second pick going to the camping, camping world, world. And probably against Notre and Dame. And probably against Notre Dame. Let's be real. That would be a really fun game to watch. And I know that a lot of KC Oh, it'll people, do massive TV uh, ratings. It would, it would do great. Teams I mean, are probably fairly evenly matched. But you mean Baylor and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Notre Texas Dame and Texas? And Notre Dame. Probably would be a good game for sure. Yeah. Book and Ellinger would be a good quarterback matchup. Who? I'm just kidding. So it's my uh, Billy Eilish impression. No. Oh, oh, very nice. Uh, I, I just, you know, Sean personally would, would that's where I would like to see for, for the K State fan base's sake. That's where I'd like to see them go because it's never, they have never played in a Florida bowl game. And I just have zero question, regardless of the opponent, that they would sell it out. As long as I get the go to and Greg has to put out the paper. You have no idea how much I want to, I want to have that happen. You have no idea how much I want to have that happen. And we're just literally sitting by the pool, sipping lemonade. We haven't even. We didn't even go to the game. We're yeah. just. <laughs> and then like, we'd have a photo. I was like, "Wish you were here, Greg." And then hashtag not. And he's sitting there saying, "Curse you guys!" Like, like as you know, he, he has absolutely no idea how to do any well, of the pages. Well, hold on, no, he he did do some like of the magazine uh, layout stuff last year when he was an intern. So he has a smidgen of design. Like if he absolutely had to, I mean, he 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 could get a little bit done. But it's all the daily stuff that we do. He wouldn't have any idea. No. Like the agate and stuff no, like that. It's... So it would be a disaster. But we would have fun. <laughs> and so, it would be totally worth it when we don't have our jobs when we come back. So once you know Ned listens through this and laughs about how dumb our idea is, maybe yeah. he'll say, you know what? You know what? Let's bring in Greg and see if we can teach him, <laughs> get him learned on that. To put out maybe one of the most important papers for this and for the sports section. Oh yeah, uh, all year long. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> needless to say, Sean, I again, I I think if K State somehow ended up there at the Camping World in in Orlando, they would sell out their ticket allotment regardless of who they play. But if they did somehow get to play, because I mean, here's the thing, Sean. So let's say if if both Baylor and Oklahoma make it to to the New Year's Six bowl uh whether oklahoma baylor's in the playoffs regardless i'm just saying if they're if they're both in a new year's six bowl then maybe the alamo picks oklahoma first because then the other rumors that could be texas versus southern cal which would potentially be a very fun matchup too and i'll put this way i just think if texas is already gone the camping world will pick k-state you're probably right but texas is obviously going to be the first pick for any bowl that wants them Pretty much. No, I mean, that's just because... They're going to sell out the tickets and more because people, uh, Texas fans will just show up and be at bars and watch it and watch around just be, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's in the parking lot or something. Texas will show out. I don't think there's any uh, any question there. No, and the other thing is, too, like they're going to do 
they're gonna do big TV ratings because yeah. Texas games just do that. They're just like, there's a brand, you mm-hmm. know, like Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, those kind of teams. They just they're gonna. My draw dad a lot of went to the university and he watched every every single game without fail, even when they were terrible. So, so that's one. I mean, again, those are two possibilities. The next in line would be the Texas Bowl, which I think is also a very distinct possibility. Mm-hmm. The matchup that I've seen predicted a lot would be a, against Texas A&M. And, you know, for Texas A&M, that'd only be about two hours, you know, from there to College Station. So it would be a very well-attended bowl for A&M fans, I think. I think the only thing that Texas, uh, that, that K-State fans would be upset about is that's literally a rematch from, I believe, the 2015 Texas Bowl. Like, literally the exact same matchup. I think they would maybe at least like to see a different SEC team, if possible. Yeah. And then if they fall, if they somehow fall past that, the next in line would be the Liberty, which I, again, I think would take K-State because both Oklahoma State and Iowa State, who we're kind of assuming they're going to be competing against, would, they've been there more recently than K-State. So I think Memphis would definitely readily take K-State. Then the kind of the disaster scenario, Sean, somehow if this happens. They end up in the Cheez-It Bowl. Is they end up back in Phoenix. And the cheese at bowl. I think I, like, I just uh, don't. I just man, that's. I think a lot's got to happen for that. And I know why people are afraid of it because it's just like, oh gosh, we don't want to do this again. We just had a really nice season. Why do they send us back here? We're obviously better than this. That kind of thing. Yeah. I would be pretty surprised. I feel like that would be some disrespect. What I, I explained this this morning to somebody too is that if K State falls there. That's now because of the way things have shaken out with the Big 12. That's now the Big 12's lowest bowl because the first responder bowl, which is at the very bottom of the Big 12 pecking order, they're not even have enough teams to send to that bowl. No. So basically, it means that for one reason or another, K State got deemed the quote unquote the worst Big 12 team <laughs> that made a bowl if they get stuck in the cheese bowl again. And hey, and don't get me wrong. Hey, <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed my time out there two years ago. The people were very nice. It's a beautiful hotel. If that's where the media hotel Phoenix is Phoenix is kind of cool. And, yeah. and, and, you know, there's, but, you know, going back and doing it over and over again. Well, like I said, John, it's just totally different though, too, if they, somehow they were in the Fiesta Bowl, because that's just such a big, huge bowl to be able to be in. I would but just when, skip the game and go watch the Suns. But when, but yeah, when you're in the, quote unquote, the second tier bowl, it's not quite as, not quite as fun. Plus, you know, I guess the other thing I should mention even though both those games are in Phoenix, didn't know if you knew this, Sean. Nope. The Cheese It Bowl. I've eaten cheeses before. There's actually it. a box by my bed. Hey, I'm oh, relevant. Hey, that is the one thing to me, and man, this is sound really stupid to people when they listen to this. That's the only saving grace of the bowl is I guess at least there'd be Cheese It everywhere. Cheese It's everywhere. I'm sorry. They play on a Cheese It's field, right? Like they they just hand them out. It's a Cheese It's bowl, right? It's the Cheese It Bowl. Like they're playing on a mound of cheese or something? Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. I keep... I guess, yeah, cheese, Cheez-Its. Wait, Cheez-It is the company, and then Cheez-Its if it's multiple cheeses. Cheez-Its. Right? They're crackers. Yeah, they're pretty good, for sure. So, needless to say, since two <laughs> Never years... Never mind. Since two, to the Cheez-Its Bowl. <laughs> two years ago, it was just the Cactus Bowl, so they didn't have any corporate sponsor. At least now, there would, I'm sure, at least everywhere around the bowl and at the Media Hotel, there would at least be Cheez-Its everywhere, which would be nice. Everywhere. But that's what the K-State fans care about, is that, well, hey, at least those... They turn on the shower and Cheez-Its come at out. At least the, the fat, lazy media guys have their Cheez-Its. That's what we really they care go about. To, they go to the Continental Breakfast Cereal Bar and, all of, and just all of it is Cheez-Its. It's Cheez-Its. In different forms. So it, they turn on the coffee machine. You press decaf. You press caffeinated. It doesn't matter. Cheese that's coming out. So it, so Sean, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. And like you said, it, it's all gonna come down to what happens 
in that big that Pac-12 championship game first with Utah and Oregon, and then what happens Saturday with the Big 12 and and Baylor and Oklahoma. So, like I said, K State, they're just it's it's kind of crazy to me, Sean, because normally by now you have a much better idea of who's going where. And so for this much to still be up in the air about where the Big 12 teams are going. It speaks to how good the, the, you know, the conference was in general and K-State too. Well, I know, again, that, that beating TCU at TCU was a big win for West Virginia, but I'm sure the conference was very, very unhappy. Yeah. That they didn't get another another bowl-eligible team. Yeah. Because I don't know if you saw this, but like, so there, there's 78 total bowl slots, and now there's 79 six and six teams yep. or better. So any of the teams that were the five and seven teams holding out hope that maybe we would be the team that gets picked. That's, that's not reality now. And that's even of course, before the debacle with Missouri getting turned down for being able to go to a bowl and all that. Just don't go five and seven. Well, that too, but I'm saying that I, I think the fact that that came out before their game did not help them. Cause I think they knew there was nothing they were playing for. Basketball. You don't want to take that Missouri job right now. Me Missouri, personally, Missouri, well, no. Missouri or Arkansas. Those are tough jobs. I'm maybe fascinated to see who gets Florida State's job. I mean, people are going to expect you to be good instantly, and it's just going to be so hard to do it. Well, the crazy thing is, uh, Missouri actually has been pretty decent in football since it, since it went to the SEC. You know, it went to the it won the East back to back years, thirteen and fourteen. Was the last time Arkansas was good when they when they played against Kansas State? Was that the last time that they were genuinely good? I was like my senior year. When of you high say school. genuinely good, I mean wait, K State, Arkansas, in the the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I mean that was only like three years ago. Really? Yeah, it was twenty sixteen. Okay. So I mean, I, Arkansas was also good my senior year of high school. I remember that specifically because I had a buddy who was going there. When you when were you a senior? Twenty fourteen. Hmm. Well. I mean, I guess that would have. I mean, that would have been Bielema's second year. I, that might have been the year they beat Texas in the. Uh, Can't happen. Nobody's beaten Texas when it, when Texas was six and six. Yeah. They beat Charlie Strong and Texas finished six and seven. That's I can't right. Remember, can't remember what bowl game that was. Maybe it was the Texas Bowl. I think it probably was. And that's uh, it. That is it. You're right. I'm not going to repeat on air what Bielema said after winning that game, but he compared it to a feeling that couples feel after certain things. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so I'm just saying, so those are both just very tough jobs. I think Arkansas is even tougher than Missouri, though, because it seems like at least in Missouri and Kansas, you maybe have more in-state talent overall to recruit. Arkansas just does not have that. I think Arkansas has had a pretty strong year to basketball, both teams. Wow, basketball. Speaking of that, man, very nice pivot there. I mean, I tried earlier by just yelling basketball. Picked up your pivot foot to pivot basketball. I wouldn't do that. I don't pick up my pivot foot. But hoops. What's funny is how much the K-State men and women's basketball programs have kind of mirrored each other this year, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at the the men, they get off to a 4-0 start. They go to a tournament down in they Florida. They kind of get off to a 4-0 start. Technically, the numbers were 4-0. They played terrible. Well, yeah, okay. Well, but hey, they, 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 they beat the defending. Everyone knows I'm a big defender in North Dakota State. They were the defending Summit League tournament champs. Then, okay, they struggled mightily in the first half against UNLV in their first road game, but they did end up winning. And like I said, but but don't don't get me wrong, Sean. Like I said, needless to say, they started four zero. They went down to Tampa. I'm sorry, Tampa to Fort Myers. I have Tampa on my brain because we've been talking about all these other Florida cities, and that's where Josh Youngblood's from, who won Big Twelve Special Teams Player of the Year on Wednesday. 
and anyway, so they went down to Fort Myers. They went 0-2. They came back, and then they got back on the winning side against Florida A&M, probably the worst team they'll play all year. Women very much the same way. You know what? They started off 3-0, and then they lost to UT Arlington, and then they go to the Junkanoo Jam and go 0-2, and then they got back on kind of the winning side now that they got back here to Bramlage. So it's, just, it's funny to me kind of how it looks like the men and women in a way are kind of paralleling each other in this early portion of the season. Yeah, the women were much more unhealthy than the men yes, were against true. UTR yeah. and Huntington. I, I think there's no scenario they lose that game if they come in fully staffed. So, uh, obvi- I mean, sure, there's a way they lose, but they look better there. They probably look better at the start of the weekend in the Junkanoo Jam. Um, I'm not saying that they come out of that undefeated or anything like that, but – uh, this was one of the first games where you know they they were back to to being semi healthy and 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 having the roster, you know, in in good shape. Um, I still think the women's basketball team is going to be a good team. They they just look like they have the pieces to be good. They have some shooters. They obviously have dominant paint presence and Peyton Williams and Aoka Lee. And I I think they have a coach who understands what they're doing incorrectly and. I mean, he really wasn't like too pleased with their defensive performance last night. He he even said that, and they won. He being Jeff Mitty, folks. Yes, for Jeff those Mitty. not in the know. Yes, Jeff Mitty. He was not completely pleased. He said he said in stretches we were okay, and that was the best thing he had to say about the defense that just won eighty five to forty one. How many guesses do you think it would be if we had a contest on here for people to guess who UIW was? If they knew nothing about the I mean, the I'm team. sure someone would call in and just know or, or like Googling it. But like if we had someone like three people pop into the office and we gave each of them three, three guesses, I mean, they might get it. But it would, I don't it, think it, so. It would, Zero percent. It would only be because they already knew, right? Like that's the only chance. No one's going to guess it. Oh, I didn't know who it was when I first saw it on the game. Neither notes. did I. And again, you know, Feeney, Do you know their mascot? It's Incarnate Word. They're like University the, of they're, Incarnate they like Word, the, W-I-R-W-O-R-D. They're like the Cardinals or something, right? Yep, Cardinals. Yeah. I, I just know that because, I again, I had – well, but again, I had seen them before on a previous thing, and so that's why I knew that. But I'm just saying, if anybody from that university is listening or anybody who has, you know, aligned to their marketing or athletics department, change that. You are doing yourself no favors by calling yourself UIW. To what? To, to Incarnate Word. Just, call, just, just call just call yourself what you are but don't go by uiw because again what you're going to be confusing people with is indiana or, or illinois i figured it was one of those two states and it was one of those small schools there it's in san antonio right yeah. greg told me that during the game and i just i did you google basketball again no I, go, I googled ball ryan and no ball. i did i did that before the game i showed up prepared this that's time. one of my all-time favorite things from the season so far I forget what my response was, but it did better than Greg's tweet, which made oh, fun yeah. of me. I think it was the – well, actually, I don't remember what it was now. If we were prepared, we would have looked it up before we got on the podcast. But I'm alas, Googling ball now. But alas, the men's team was picked ninth in the Big 12, like the football team. They might end up finishing ninth in the Big 12. I've heard some some people say they might even finish 10th. Yeah. I am someone much like the captain of the Titanic who is going to go down with this ship. <laughs> and I'm going to keep saying they're going to finish better than projected until they don't. And then I'll say I was wrong. Okay. That's fine. I just do not like changing picks. I hate it. KU one, Baylor two, and then Tech three, Iowa State and Texas rounding out the four five. 
Halliburton is playing really well right now. That's, so, like, those the, the four or five, we can give Iowa State four and Texas five. Do you really think Texas is going to finish five? I just feel like they, they, are, they, they feel like to me the most underachieving program in the Big 12 since Shaka Smart got there. And yeah, I think he's a good I coach. Mean, I they just, beat, they beat really good teams, and then they lose to bad teams. They played at a competition. Last Which year, I'm they beat saying, North Carolina. Yeah. Huge yeah. win. And then didn't they beat Duke a couple years ago? Too? I mean, it's like they just get great wins, and then they'll go and lose at home to some nobody yeah. that just comes in and is like, what are they doing? What do you think? Because, like, I'll be honest. I, I'm one of those people who just think he's a fantastic coach. Shaka? Yeah. I'm shocked he hasn't won at a higher level than what he's done. So I just I don't know what's going I think on Texas, there. And he's also recruited well. He's had some really good recruiting classes. I think Texas has the, this problem where they just like forget about three-point shooting because those really good Texas teams that, that contended against KU – uh, you know, they didn't win Big 12 titles. They tied them a couple times, but they didn't win Big 12 titles outright or anything like that. Those good How Texas far back teams, are we talking? Are we talking about like the Final Four team with TJ Ford? A little bit after that still. It was okay. uh, it, it was still uh, Rick Barnes. Um, obviously, they had Kevin Durant. Durant they, they, yeah. they had LaMarcus Mark Aldridge. Aldridge yeah. uh, Jacobin Brown beat KU once. That was while I was in high school. Uh, I mean, they... J.J. Abrams, D.J. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Augustine, they, yeah. Damian, the, Damian James was a good player for them. He played in the NBA for a little bit. They had shooters, and it's just like they've forgotten about it. They, I mean, they have guys who are okay at shooting, but I just remember so many of their guards just not being able to shoot the ball very well. I, I'm so pro-shooting when it comes to basketball that you just you've got to do it. Case, Last year, yeah. they're really big. They, I mean, they were just a dominant presence inside. Both of their best players were, you know, post players. And that works out well, but they need to be able to pass out to somebody who can shoot. And if they pass out to somebody who's going to be bricking threes, then double-team the guys in post. Yeah, and I, I think, again, that, I mean, I still like Xavier Sneed. I still like Cardi Jada. I think, again, the freshmen, especially uh, Antonio Gordon, has been much better than I thought. I was very high on Montavious Murphy from the stars. That doesn't surprise me. Dejuan Gordon has, has come along a little more slowly than what I thought. Uh, Sean Williams has given them more than I thought he would since he's come off that three-game suspension. Mike McGurl looks like he's maybe finding his form. He had, he had back-to-back. He had a good game. Double-digit games for the first time in his career. First time in his career he's ever had back-to-back double-digit score performances. So, again, I still think the talent is there. The problem is they got to get it together very quickly, not just for the Big 12 season, but Saturday – Marcus Howard and Marquette's coming to town, and if they don't have it together, he is going to embarrass them. They can't be doing that thing in the first half where they just come out and just like assume victory and then come out and play in the second half much better. They can't do that. I think they're going to win Saturday. Against Marquette? I do. Wow. Mainly because it's like they're going to get up for this game, like you said. I think Mark. I didn't say that. I, th- I said Marcus Howard goes for 30. Well, no, but I'm, I'm Actually, saying— Actually, I yeah. joked that he goes for 70, but he won't go for 70. I think he's going to finish with 32. In case it's going to wow, the case say it's going to win seventy to sixty four. Okay, mark it down, and then when it doesn't happen, delete this and like all signs of his existence. Just don't listen to this podcast. Do I make this the intro? Probably not. No, you don't want to put right on the intro. Ryan Black proclaims I got to win by six. 